Hi guys, Joe McNamara from AML Right Source here. Just wanted to take a quick moment to thank you for your continued support of the AML Conversations channel. We couldn't be here without you. As our companies continue to grow, so is our content library. And that's why today I'm excited to announce a brand new AML Right Source podcast series titled Frankly Speaking. The series will be hosted by our creative director, Elliot Berman, as he sits down with our CEO, Frank Ewing. Frank and Elliot will explore various topics, including business, career development, and other situations that Frank seems to encounter week in and out. Now, don't worry, this isn't going to change a thing on the AML conversations or this week in AML front. We just figured it was time to open the library to some new content. We'll be including some additional information about the brand new series below in this week's episode notes. So take a look, give it a listen, and let us know what you think. We're really excited about this one. Now back to your regularly scheduled episode. Hey, Elliot, how's it going? Uh, Okay. Um, I know there's a lot of bad weather around the country up here in Milwaukee. We got... uh, we got a little snow, but, you know, nothing compared to the folks in the south and that kind of stuff. And, and we're used to it. So, you know, it comes nearly as much. Yeah, some of our some of our colleagues in uh, Texas are really struggling. I talked to an AML professional there just this morning and, and obviously electrical issues and all sorts of other things that uh, they typically aren't don't have. So, yeah, we're thinking about everybody. Yeah. So I saw the announcement by uh, Speaker Pelosi that she intends to uh, uh, push forward with the creation of a commission to investigate the uh, occurrences around January 6th. Um, A lot of people are referencing the uh, 9-11 commission as sort of the model for this. I I assume you saw that announcement? I did. And, um, you know, both of us have been around long enough to remember the the important uh, output from the 9-11 commission report, especially as it related to the financial sector. But what struck me is that uh, she did, she she mentioned it specifically as a 9-11 type commission that should investigate and report uh, on the facts and causes related to that. And one of the things that I think will be interesting for our community is what they look at regarding the financial footprint of the rioters. So was, was there, uh, backing by groups that we're not aware of, backing by individuals. That was part of what the 9-11 Commission looked at, as we both know, uh, and obviously discovered a couple of things. One, obviously, the, the monies used were not that much for what occurred, and also that the financial sector really couldn't have been blamed for um, you know, missing some of the what, what are now red flags and factors to look at for terrorist financing. So it'll definitely be worth watching just as citizens, but also, you know, based on um, what we need to do as a community to be more proactive and, and hopefully it will um, uh, disabuse uh, some of the things I've seen in, in the media suggesting that the financial sector that's done a lot of real proactive work since January 6th to look at account activity and provide that information either on SARS or in some other fashion to law enforcement as good corporate citizens is actually something to be applauded and not condemned. So I think the, that part of it will be very interesting besides the obvious, you know, was there enough 
uh, security, you know, we can all assume the answer is no, but why, you know, back again, you know, reflecting back on the nine 11 commission, one of the outcomes that I remember vividly is they said, intelligence agencies are not working together. There's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, people deciding they can't share certain information beyond whether the law allows it. And similarly here, what was the connection between the use of the national guard, the Capitol police, the DC police, the FBI. So I think all of that will be very fascinating to, to watch. And hopefully we can all learn from that. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't want to say it's a turf war because I think that's too strong, but we, we know that there is a, you know, uh, a little bit of a question mark about which of the federal law enforcement and investigative agencies should really be taking the lead to try to uh, deal with the aftermath because you've got obviously the FBI um, w- would is involved and you'd expect them to be involved, but Homeland through its various sub agencies has many more, uh, much more staff. I'm not saying they have more resources, but they definitely have a lot more folks. And, uh, you know, it would be, I think it'd be really valuable if those, those two organizations, just as an example, end up working hand in glove as opposed to, um, you know, getting into no, it's mine, no, it's mine. And that's not real. That's not going to solve anything. You know, and as I look at it, I, uh, I'm not 100 percent sure on this, but I think the way it's going to work is that there'll be legislation introduced to create the commission. I don't think uh, the speaker can just simply create one. She, she probably can, but I think it's probably going to be done legislatively. So I have a series of, uh, again, um, prescribed outputs uh, in terms of areas of coverage and all that. And, and again, our hope is is they give our community more information on what we can look for going forward. And as you and I have talked about in the past, domestic terrorism is a major priority of law enforcement and certainly needs to continue to be a major priority of those of us in the private sector that, that can be vigilant, increase our due diligence, and again, be proactive in reporting potential suspicious activity. Yeah. Um, It'll be very interesting to see how this unfolds. I agree with you. I think it will be legislatively created. That way they can also appropriate appropriate funds for staff and investigations and that kind of stuff. And it seems to have bipartisan support. I mean, that's, you know, I always feel a little nervous saying that in today's environment, but there does appear to be sufficient bilateral support to uh, to get this thing through both houses of Congress and get it on President Biden's desk. Yeah, they need to do it sooner versus later. And just one more, going back to my earlier comment, those of us in our community, when we see press accounts that just show one side of an issue, we need to stand up and be counted. So, for example, as I said, a number of our peers in the financial sector have been very proactive, and that should be commended, uh, not attacked. And there's sort of half stories about it. So I think it's important uh, for us to continue to to watch that and respond where appropriate. Agreed. All right. Well, good to talk to you this week. We'll talk again next week and uh, you stay uh, healthy and safe. Okay. Stay safe. Take care. Yeah. Take it easy.